The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hi, I'm Deborah Shaben, and you're listening to The Secrets of Disney, where we talk about everything... From Disney, from theme parks to movies to shows, we delve deep into tips, information, and fun discussion as we explore the intersection of pop culture and faith. Today, we're discussing what, uh, what we're going to do when all of this is um, back, opening back up. So we're, we're going to talk about vacation and all I ever wanted. Um, joining me today on the panel are Lisa Hendy. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Deborah and David Hanlos. Hello, David. Hello. Um, and this week it was David's birthday, so I wanted to wish him a happy <laughs> birthday. I know it was a couple days ago, and but we were we got to participate in a fun. I I got to help him with a his wife with a surprise video for him, so it was nice to say happy birthday to him in his video. That was awesome, David. My husband's birthday was this week too. On, oh wow. Uh, Wednesday and last night we had a huge Zoom call with all of our family, so it was super fun. Birthdays in the COVID. Did your family make you like a button to wear around the house that day that said it's my birthday? Like when you go to Disneyland, they make of you. <laughs> no, but they they just uh, you know they took me to they took me uh, to the living room and and my wife had compiled a a a, a video a birthday video with a uh, my. My parents, my siblings, my, you know, friends, including Deborah, all saying happy birthday one after the other. And, and after that, I was just saying, I was just like, I don't, I, let's call it good. That, I mean, that's pretty much everything that, that I could have called it at the end of the day. That would have worked. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. No. And I felt bad because I had, um, I, I think I was like the, the 11th hour, Monica, is it too late to do this? Cause it was like. Yeah, I was the the late person, but I'm glad it turned out. <laughs> but she was totally ninja. I was in the same room while she was editing it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I didn't even notice. She was So, we're going to because we are in strange times indeed, my friends. We're going to talk about um the glimmer of light at the end of this tunnel, which is what's going to what are we going to do when it all opens up and we, we can go, I can show you the world again. So um, uh, we uh, just, as we're recording this, obviously this is a space of time and things change rapidly around here. We are going to discuss what it might look like for the, when the parks reopen, um, what that might, there's a lot of speculation, but there's also a lot of guidelines that were just released in Florida. And we could talk about that for California as well. And we want to talk about once we are able to travel, where do we want to go? Do we want to start with that? 
once we're able to travel again, where do we want to go? Are we planning to, are you planning to travel right away? Or are you going to let lay low for a little bit still? So I guess I'll start with David. You know, David and I live in the same state. We, we live in Nebraska and um, his county is getting to open up a little before my county is actually um, because, you know, he lives in, um, in the Omaha metro area and I live in Lincoln and we have different types of situations going on here. But David, had you had you and your family talked about where you want to go or if you want to go somewhere once you're allowed to kind of travel about? Well, to be honest, um, my bar is pretty low. I just like we have a couple of neighbors we haven't we usually just grill out with every uh, every weekend. Like, can we at least go to there? <laughs> yeah, my, I haven't thought very far past the the, the end of the block. Okay. Uh, but but um, I mean, in the long uh, just you know, Disney or something like that would be great. But at this point, we're like would like to see our you know families, my father in law, my parents. It's going to be a while before that happens. Do you guys have an actual date, though, like that you get to like lifting of your orders? Uh, We're going phase one. Well, David's going phase one on Monday of this next week. Mm -hmm. Yep. So and then my parents county, which is out in the southwest part of the state, was supposed to go phase one. And then they had kind of an, um, a bit of a um a lot more people coming forward with COVID-19. So the governor pushed that back another week. Mm -hmm. um, and then David and I both had really good news this past week, which is the diocese of both Omaha and Lincoln have started offering masses starting the 10th of May. And yep. that's kind of like, Ooh, a glimmer of hope. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there, this part of the state, half the state will open up this week and then the other half will, open slowly um, with restaurants at 25% capacity, 50% capacity. You know, a lot of retail businesses in small towns were still open because um, they were deemed essential. So, mm. um, you're, you know, most of the stuff I'm starting to see businesses open a little more, but you'll see restaurants probably in a few weeks open back up to what, 25, 50% capacity. Wow. And I think in 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 Omaha it's going to be about fifty. They're aiming for fifty, so it's basically take out half the tables and chairs, spread and spread out, and everyone has to wear masks. Uh, and actually, it's the same in churches too. They're going to, you know, everyone has to be every other pew. Our mask, uh, our our church nearby does. You know, the attendance attendance isn't huge, so to be honest, that won't be a problem. It might might make us look bigger. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so we'll we'll be spread out, you know, every other pew, and we'll have to wear masks. So see how that goes. So we're we're slowly getting back to normal here in the middle of the United States, and um, it'll be a while. But I, how's things out in California right now? It's so so different out here. So um, we our official order um, expires on the 16th of May, but it's very likely to be extended mm. um, just as a retrenching, like just today, our governor announced statewide closure of beaches and parks. Mm -hmm. So I live in Los Angeles and our beaches have been closed, but this past weekend we had a heat wave and everybody from LA went to the adjoining, adjoining counties, <laughs> Orange County and Ventura County to go to the beach. And yeah. so that caused problems. And so mm -hmm. now all the beaches and all the parks in California are closed. Um, and interestingly, so they have been talking about reopening, you know, after the 16th and what that will look like. But our um, 
graded system lumps masses into the public gatherings um, with things like sports, sporting events um, or large gatherings. And so that's actually in phase three, um, mm-hmm. which they're saying could be like months from now. So mm-hmm. there's not, I have not seen anything official from the archdiocese, but um, I don't think we're going to be back in real mass for quite some time. Um, so, yeah. Oh, interesting. Very different. I would add that, I mean, I would say that, you know, the Lincoln and Omaha Archdiocese, the diocese, I mean, they, they're going to start offering masses, but they still have the whole dispensation of um, if you're, you know, you don't have to come. If you're sick, don't come. If you're over 60 and, and if you're over 60 and you have any complications, definitely don't come. Yeah, there's still, and there's, um like I said, our county right now, because um, I live in a different county than, you know, I live, what, 40 miles away from Omaha? I don't know. Anyway. Ish, um, give ish, or take. Yeah, about an hour away. Yeah. Um, and the mayor of our city is actually saying um, she might not permit uh, churches to go on here in Lincoln. Um, so I, I've heard a couple of Catholics like, we'll just go to another county. <laughs> We're just going to mm. go leave town and go to, to mass in a country church somewhere, um, which is their choice. You know, it, it's we won't I guess we won't know until next week. You know, I feel like people in Nebraska are starting to kind of relax a little bit. I don't know if that's just me seeing that or if that's the general consensus, but who knows? Um, but that brings me to. Same, oh, go ahead, David. Same here. Same here. No, I said the same, same, same here. Just like, yeah, I don't know if it's I probably it still feels too soon to relax, but people are starting to relax. And that brings up. Um, you know, we were talking about Lisa in California and, you know, and there's this whole big question mark because this is a Disney podcast. You know, when is Disney going to open back up and how are how's that going to look? And, you know, would you be willing to go if you had to make certain um, if they made certain accommodations, which you have to adhere to? To preface this is that they've been trying out some ideas in Shanghai. So Shanghai Disney has been open for a while now. Um, I don't believe the whole park is open, just bits and pieces. So the resorts are open. Um, They're taking temperatures. You have to present health cards to get into restaurants. You have to, you know, have your, be willing to have your temperature taken. And of course, masks. And then they're trying out the social distancing queues. So they have Mm. all the queue lines will have, um, you know, X's and spots to stand. And and, um, that's where, you know, Disneyland in Shanghai is kind of the the testing ground for all of those measures. I can't imagine that in terms of have Deborah, have you been to the California have you been to Disneyland in California? Yes, many times. So I mean I'm just trying to imagine some place like um, you know, Fantasyland where it's one of the oldest sections of the park and it's very compact and you know, even mm-hmm. on a light day you feel like you're in a can of sardines walking around mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And um some of those attractions, the lines you're you know, um, you know, you're waiting in line for this little dinky ride that's gonna be, you know, two minutes long. Um and you're if you don't have a fast pass, you're in line for quite some time and the 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 lines basically wrap back and forth. I just don't know how they're gonna put, you know, I mean, how they're going to put like people six feet apart, that would put about maybe 20 people in the, in the queue. Well, mm-hmm. and, yeah. yeah. And what they're thinking about doing in Florida, as opposed to maybe they'll do this in California too, it, it might look very different at, at, you know, East Coast versus West. 
Um, and this could also go for sporting events, you know, how's, you know, baseball and football and all them, all those um, um, big arena type events. How are they going to look with social distancing uh, cues and, um, and seating? How's that all going to look? Mm -hmm. Well, um, in Florida, they're talking about the same thing with restaurants where it's like you, you know, they're going to operate at maybe 25 to 50 percent of park capacity to begin with. And I also heard rumors, I, and this is un, un, un can, can I not speak today, unsubstantiated <laughs> that um, they might open up, and this could go for California too, to Florida residents only at first. Same with California. Mm. If they open up the parks, say June 1st rolls around and they decide to open up Disneyland in California, would they open it just to California residents for like a month just to see what happens at half capacity? And would you have to stay in a resort at Disneyland in order to be able to go into the park? Like, are they going to give them preferential treatment? And special pins and uh, patches <clears throat> and bumper stickers for... Right. Ceremonial, mm. ceremonial popcorn boxes for... <laughs> right. Well, and then... Re-entry days. <laughs> I hope so. They already have the... They rolled out the masks today. Did you see that? No. Oh my gosh. I've got to get on that. That's awesome. So Japan had already had masks in place way before pandemic, you know, viruses, blah, blah, blah. So Japan, it, it was part of their custom. If you're sick or if you feel like you're going to get sick or if there's something going on, it was very normal to see people with masks on in the park. And they had Disney themed masks that they sold in the parks for, for um, anybody to buy. And this was, you know, years worth of that is what, from what I've been hearing is that you could buy a the Disney themed mask while you're at, in um, Tokyo. And uh, so I'm wondering uh, today they, they launched a whole bunch of masks here in the United States and it was like a, a star Wars pack of four. And one of them was of course, baby Yoda. And then um, of like, course. <laughs> of course, because you know, and then, then there was a Marvel one and one of them was um, incredible Hulk. And then there was... Oh, yeah. I'm looking at them right now. It looks like it's 19.99 for a four-pack. Yeah. So, so And yeah. I also have been scanning, like, um, there's a... Since I do a lot of, like, looking at Disney t-shirts and, and stuff like that, I get all those special advertisements on Facebook, like, oh, check out all the... My Disney store, you know, at this weird, you know, um, company, you know, those ads that you get to see. Cause you're in, and so I, I've been seeing Disney themed masks for like six weeks now from these different companies, like, you know, kind of Etsy looking masks. They're really cool. And I've always almost wanted to buy them. Like there's a haunted mansion <laughs> one that I want to buy. And it was like 20 bucks. I'm like, I'm not buying that for 20 bucks. I'll make one for less than that. Um, <laughs> so you're going to be seeing that's going to be the latest trend. And that could be, you know, you conditional, if you want to go to the theme parks, are you willing to, especially in Florida, this could be a problem, willing to put your children over the age of seven in a mask all day to in order to go to the theme parks? Are you, it's hard to get kids under seven to keep a mask on. Right. Well, and that's what they're saying is like, how how do we force children under seven to keep a mask on? We, we, oh. we can't really ask them to do that. Interestingly, so we have a trip booked right now. We were supposed to be going um, a, a week or two ago with our kids that live up in Northern California. And um, we had to reschedule, but we rescheduled for the middle of September. 
and I booked our, I booked a hotel and a ticket package and nowhere in any of the booking experience was there anything about like, what if dot, dot, dot. It was just sort Mm -hmm. of like, as if you were just scheduling a regular visit. So I will say that my daughter-in-law who actually already had hotel rooms booked for this trip that we were supposed to do when all this hit, um, when their, when their tickets were canceled or postponed, they were given a free night, like an extended extension of their stay. So um, we'll see if that happens this time around, but. Right. And, and here's the thing is, will you personally, you know, if, if they ask to take your temperature prior as prior to even checking into the hotel or prior to even going to the theme park, are you willing to, to do all the things that are required to go into, you know, um, by whatever government oversight to go into that theme park? If you're asking me, I'll say yes, because I've been doing that here. (laughs) Like today I had a podiatry appointment and it was kind of hilarious because I had to walk through two different buildings to get into my appointment. And I had my um, temperature taken twice um, by two different people. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty quick. And although I, I, I don't know if they'll do it like when they have you walk through the metal detectors, will they do it then? What happens if you already have your ticket and you've paid and you spike a fever, right. you get your money back. So there's a lot of like kind of unknowns about that. So, right. I got to say that if they opened up um, Walt Disney World on June 1st and I had the and you know, I had the wherewithal and the money to actually get there June first. I would totally be like first in line, mm-hmm. like let me in, because um, yeah. I'm already I'm not that I haven't been um, doing my best with my mask. I have a mask for like you know, I have masks for social occasions now, so I have um, like <laughs> color coordinated masks, um, and I'm planning to make Disney masks for specific outfits for my next trip. I'll get into that later. Um, so, you know, I if you remember Sherry um, from my other podcast we had with her last year, she and I have been coordinating um, our Disney mask attack scenario. Like, you know, if we're going to Disney in October, I just bought a ticket for October, you know, and we have to wear masks. What theme masks are we going to make? So, yeah, I've already um, I have a orange bird T-shirt and I know, David, this is totally very Disney geeky that you're like orange bird what is that so there is a citrus place in adventureland and it, they do mm-hmm. uh, it's not a little how aisle it is um they sell orange whip and they have a little cute little orange bird and now it's kind of like everywhere at walt disney world they have it um t-shirts and all that and i have so i'm gonna make a little mask to go with my orange bird t-shirt and um yeah i'm gonna be weird like that i'm sure i'm not going to be the only one if that's awesome yeah <laughs> and so i would be i'd be willing to go in first and you know first place um if they would let me but you know I, one of the things they've been talking about with this in florida for sure because i know florida rolled out a whole bunch of stuff just in the last couple of days where it's like you have to do this um one of the things is they want all the railings being wiped down as they're being used i'm like oh uh. How's that? How does that practically work? Yeah, we yeah. Uh, that, I, we don't know. We have no idea how is there going to be somebody in line all day long just wiping down railing. Also, somebody's like, well, what about the theater shows? Are we going to you know cram in all these people into a theater, or is that going to have to wait until much later? Like, 
you can get into specific specific rides or you know but certain things will be off limits like you know adventure and you at least brought up the whole adventure or um fantasy land rides you know those are notoriously small queue lines do we want to even open them up you know if it means people being shoved together in a in a small little space together lots of different things going on um speculation but it sounds like florida is getting ready florida is getting ready for maybe a june-ish or july opening but you know i had you thought about any of you thought about doing something more local for vacations now that um, maybe you don't want to get an airplane with a whole bunch of people who may or may not be contagious, but have you thought about doing anything local this summer? <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask because you know me and I would jump on an airplane like at any, at the drop of a hat. Um, and my first trip will definitely be to see my parents in Chicago, um, which actually, because they're in assisted living, um, it's going to be a while <laughs> before yeah. I can do that. But um you know, it's interesting living here that you bring up this question of local things. And I've been really interested in and I, I haven't acted on it yet. But there's so much stuff in our community that I want to do in LA, so that when people come out here, I can kind of be a better tour guide. And um, one thing I'm doing actually just tomorrow, it's a virtual thing. But there's a, a virtual tour tomorrow of the sites in La La Land, the movie. Ooh. That's one of my favorite movies. And um, and so they're using Google Earth to do like a flyover of all these different sites and then showing a screening of the movie. So I'm, I'm doing stuff like that. Um, and there's so much stuff out here that you can do without, you know, within half an hour drive. So it's easy to do that once things start reopening a little bit. But if for us right now, still, we're not even... We're not really supposed to be out unless we have something official that we're going to. Yeah. I think Nebraska has a little more leverage with that. I or a little more freedom of movement in this state for because I'm like, I guess I could probably go to Colorado if I wanted to right now. Um, if I had a place to stay, I'm sure there's things to do out there. I think that's a one of if you're in the Midwest, Colorado and Kansas City for Nebraskans is like the two hot spots, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably not the best. Probably probably not a term we'll normally use for now. Uh, oh, hot spots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Um, I'm. I just. It's going to be a little bit different. But then, those of us who are old enough to remember what happened after 9/11 and how security measures changed at airports, and before you knew it, we were taking off shoes and taking off belts, and and um, you know, now that's just kind of normal everyday flight behavior is to take your shoes off what as you're going through um x-ray right yeah my my wife and i were talking about that where yeah this there's some of this is probably going to stick around be the new normal to some extent just because yeah and i mean I, I was born and raised on a military base and so you know i went we went from just we used to just drive in and out of it as in as if uh as if it was just another town right through, for the first couple of decades of my life, but all of a sudden in, in 2000 and after 9-11, boom, I needed IDs to get in and out and sometimes into different parts of the base once you're already on the base. Yeah, things got, things have never quite gone back. Right. Well, and, um, you know, one of the Disney things that um, we don't know the answer to yet is character meet and greets. So will you be able to hug Mickey Mouse? Um, if you take your kids or, or even get close enough to take a picture, 
with any of your characters. That's that's one of the big questions right now is, you know, how how will social distancing affect that kind of aspect of going to Disney or going to anywhere where there's something to that effect, like Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if they have characters around Chuck E. Cheese, but something we like that. We should have been wearing we should have been wearing masks and Chuck E. Cheese a long time ago, I'll just <laughs> say. In terms of the uh, the germ level. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if you survive Chuck E. Cheese, especially in the 80s, you probably can survive this virus. <laughs> the ball That's pit of point. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. <laughs> I, I went there when it was showbiz pizza. Oh. Uh, yeah, that, I'm, I, I might be immune. Who knows? Uh, you have the antibody. <laughs> yeah. The, the robotic gorilla always coming after us. Oh, it's uh, funny. Uh, yeah, but those are some I- things that we have heard about Disney. Um, you know, as far as uh, it's all speculation right now because Disney's been they've been given a, a a list of things that they have to comply with or that are guidelines, and that the the speculation is that the, that Disney will add its own rules and regulations too. On top of that, you know, um, will they have like the um, one way? lines like you see in the grocery stores you know where you can't go this way you have to go that way i could see that happening you know ironically with all the extra provisions that we have here we don't have that i've been hearing about that in other places but it's <laughs> it's uh it's not out here yet so it's, it's certain places here in nebraska like um hy one of our grocery store chains here has it but target does not and every hmm. time i go into target it's like ah <sighs> I don't have to like worry about social snafu or, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm going the wrong way down an aisle and people are looking at me funny. And it's just a a weird social convention that I'm not used to and nobody else is used to yet. I think one of the other things that I've been thinking about lately is um, just in terms of um, aftermath of coronavirus, you know, people have been just solidly hit financially by this thing. And so, you know, despite all the precautions and everything, I think a lot of people are, it's going to be a while before people can financially undertake something as something like a Disney trip. Um, You know, so that's a, that's definitely also something to consider. Well, and that's, and here's the other thing is if, if your kids have been out of school for two months now at home, you know, Mm -hmm. playing on your lap as you're trying to work or playing around you and you've all been spending a very long time together and they open up schools in the fall, like September, you know, end of August here in Nebraska, would you be willing to take your kids out of school to go to Disney or you're like, no, no, you've been out of school long enough. Mm. You're staying in school. Um, and that stay there. Stay stay there. there. We don't want you. <laughs> um, but then I could see that being also a factor too, is that people, their kids have been out of school for so long that when schools open up in the fall, they'll, they'll, the children will be very eager to go back and, and get back to that. Or I'd, I'd assume so. And the parents too. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I can't speak to that, but I just assume that once school starts up, people will be less likely to take their kids on a vacation during the school year, unless it's a holiday. Right. I think people are just trying to get back. I mean, we've been on a vacation from from normal so long at this point. I think we're ready to get back to something yeah, of normal. 
Yeah. So things will, yeah, you're right. And I hate to say this and it's one of the negative things about Disney that, you know, we all kind of grit our teeth and go, well, we, we can't do anything while they've been shut down. Disney has raised prices on a couple different things, including food. So they changed the menu and raised food prices for some of their restaurants. And um, so, you know, it might be a little more expensive to take that Disney trip now. And uh, that's, it is what it is. But that's kind of depressing. Anyway. <laughs> so, Lisa, I have a question for you. And this is, you know, David already answered it. Um, but what is the first thing you want to do when you get to Disney? Like, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most right now? Oh, you know, that's a great question. So this trip that we have planned um, is um, a family trip, and it's going to be for my son's birthday. And the traditional thing that we do usually when we go to Disneyland, like the very first thing that we do is jump on the train and take a ride around the park and just have an overview of it. And I, I'm so anxious um, just to kind of like relive a tradition. Um and that's going to be really, really fun to do that. And and we'll be there for three days. So we'll have lots of time and park hopper tickets so we can go back and forth. But just kind of to do some of the regular stuff. Because um, I think one thing about this time that we're living in is that life just doesn't feel normal. Mm. And everything, David and I were just chatting about, you know, even something as simple as succumbing to having your temperature taken to walk into a building. Like that wasn't normal two months ago and now it's like oh I just do it you know and I don't even think about it um and so something that's normal there will be a joy so my favorite things are going to be awesome I'm looking forward to the smell um I'm wondering though I will say one thing that I've sort of even been having a, vis a visceral reaction watching tv programs where I see crowds of people like I find myself even after a month of this just being like, oh, they're not, you know, they're so close mm. together and like they're not social. <laughs> like, am I going to feel that way? I don't tend to be like a germaphobe, so I think I won't be. But I think it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for a little while to just like being in big crowds again. I got worked up just watching a Hallmark movie with my wife where they're there, <laughs> where there's this couple is dancing together in a crowd. I'm like, no, no. Oh, wait, never mind. It's okay. <laughs> Well, they have talked about like what's fireworks going to look like? What's a parade going to look like? You know, when people are lined up for like the Fourth of July parades in your your town, how how close together are going they going to be allowed to stand, or or they gonna are they gonna place themselves in a sense and say you're too close to me and try to you know manage their distance, uh, you know, as a uh, concerned citizen rather than a um, government mandate, I guess. So, you know, Disney's still working with those questions, too. How do we show fireworks when, you know, 40,000 people are standing in one spot looking up at the sky? So, so these are and that's also a question for, you know, like I said, our summer, um, whether you're in small towns in Nebraska where they do their own fireworks show, every little town has its fireworks show and their Fourth of July parade or whatever, you know, Hog Day parade or whatever is going on. Um are there, you know, what are they, how's this going to look? And we don't know. We have no idea. I know that. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say one thing. If you want to have something, I'm going to put this link in our chat so that you can check it out, guys. But um, one thing that 
Um, if you want to have a little peek at the way things are right now out here in California, there's a, a YouTuber who is a helicopter pilot who does a lot of interesting flyover things in California. And he actually did a flyover last week over at Disneyland, which is very unique because normally that when the park is open, the airspace is, is shut down over the park. So he did a low, I think he was like less than 3,000 feet above the ground in the helicopter and did a, a slow flyover over the park. It's very like um, different to see that aerial view of the park in broad daylight with nobody in there. Um, and it, it just made me think about, you know, those dreams that we've all had if we're Disney lovers of having a day where you're just in the park all by yourself and <laughs> what yeah. that would be like. And I do think that, I think that when they reopen the parks, it'll obviously be on this like kind of gradated basis. And so maybe it's going to be that we go into the parks and they're very low capacity right at first. And how cool will that be? Well, and you know, to, to bring up, the, uh, there's, I saw a video of, um, of uh, Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida, and it was like a custodial person, um, what you know, washing down the sidewalks in the broad daylight. And I'm like, oh, you don't see that happen ever at Disney. Um, but there's a similar video, and maybe I can find it and put it in the show notes if you want to see it. Um, he was in Toy Story Land, which you know everything's the size of you know you're supposed to be shrunk down to a size of toy. And one of my one of my coworkers is like, Oh, look, he looks like a, you know, a toy. And I'm like, well, that's the point. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a, you know, effect achieved. So it was a, a kind of a neat video. Um, but I, I will answer um, to something you just said, Lisa, about being in the podcast, but I used to work graveyard at Disney at Disney, at Disney Hollywood studios um, for security. And it is, just as magical as you think it is to be alone in a theme park. <laughs> it is. No. I mean, it is so yeah, quiet. I can't imagine. Except for <laughs> so cool. occasionally, like they're supposed to turn off the background music and like on the weekends, sometimes they'll forget to do it. And it's just all the lights are on, all the music is on and it's just peaceful and beautiful and, and just as magical as you'd think. It's, it's lovely. Some of my best memories of that time. In fact, okay, so <laughs> here's something. And so the next time you watch the Golden Girls, um, <laughs> which David has probably never watched the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, I've, I know pretty much every episode. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. So they, they do a cutout of like, they, they have their house in Miami, right? The house that was, you know, and they'll occasionally, occasionally show the outside of the house, right? The, the house they're supposed to have lived in, right? That used to be a, a facade at, Disney Hollywood Studios like 20 years ago that was a facade and you could drive by it like here's the Golden Girls house when you're in the backstage studio tour well in the middle of the night we used to go park at across the street at Ernest Worrell's house which had a, a fountain and a porta cashier and we'd be like sitting there looking at the Golden Girls house all night <laughs> and so it's stuff like that I'm like every time I see it I'm like oh we used to take a nap there I mean we used to work really yeah. hard yeah. <laughs> and so the, yeah it's just as ma magical as you think and I I can't even tell you the first thing I want to do when I go to Disney World I we usually you know probably Magic Kingdom like I love to go on the mountains and I want to go get a um a, a Dole Whip I'm more of a foodie than a righty at this point, I guess. I, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I have on my to-do list that I, I can't wait until October is here. Yeah, so exciting. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. It's going to be so great to get out and um, and uh, go enjoy a little bit of what we enjoyed 
um, in the past. So let's hope this happens soon. But until then, I guess this is the time of the program that if you want to tell us what you'd like, what's the first thing you want to do when you go on vacation, if you're going to go on vacation, where do you want to go when you're allowed to go there? And if you're going to Disney, what is the first thing you like to do when you go to Disney? We'd love to hear it. We'd like to thank a, a moment, um, take a moment to thank our patrons um, who make it possible to create this uh, Secrets of Disney. Their generous do- donations at sqpn.com backslash give makes it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Disney and all of the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com backslash give. And um, be sure to describe, uh, subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on SQPN uh, YouTube channel. And also to find us um, in our previous episodes of Secrets of Disney and to send us feedback, including your answers to what do you want to do this summer when you're finally able to do it? Are you going to Disney? What do you want to do when you get to Disney? Send that feedback to us. Um, You can visit us at sqpn.com backslash Disney. You can email us at Disney at sqpn.com follow us on starquest on our social media at facebook.com backslash starquest media or on our twitter at sqpn uh next week we will be our next time we will be back and we'll i think we're going to be discussing heroes and villains for our next week's topic until Ooh, then i know exactly, we're going to let you sit with that for a second and think about your <laughs> your heroes and villains um until then um, David Henlos, thank you for joining me on this for sharing um, the secrets of Disney. And thank Lisa you. Hendy, thank you as well. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. And once again, I'm Deborah Shaven, and thank you for listening to the secrets of Disney on Star Quest and Tata for now. Mm-hmm.